It is the 120 podcast with Benjamin Hootie and Mikey Fernelli. And as far as this podcast has gone in the last month since the dawn of it, we have been truthers on one player who is now the fifth man in the rotation for the Chicago Cubs. Wes Nasty, as obvious shirts on Twitter, is already pumping out those shirts. Ben, you have been one of the biggest Hayden Wesneski fans in all of our talks. What do you think about this? You and I were texting each other this week about this one. Oh, man, I am just so over the moon over this decision by David Ross. We've been saying it. I've been seeing it on Twitter. The Cubs want to contend this year. This guy has to be in the starting rotation. And sure enough, they saw that through his just amazing spring training. You know, if if you give out a Cy Young Award of spring training across the entire Major League Baseball, the Cactus League, the Grapefruit League, whatever you want, Hayden Wesneski is the Cy Young of spring training, and he has earned his chance and deserves his chance as the fifth starter, and I could not be more excited for it. Absolutely, and I think J.D. said that during a broadcast. I think I talked about this last week, but he said that during the broadcast that when he was pitching, at least they did have a Cy Spring, as they called it, and that Mm -hmm. person would usually get you know a nice new TV or something from the team, and that was, if they still do that, that is far and away Hayden Wesneski, not just for the Cubs, but for spring training, and for someone that is so young, to have so much swagger. We've talked about his little circle he does around the mound, his strut, as they call it. Uh, he's got he's got elements of so many great Cubs pitchers. Like we've talked about, he has that Kyle Hendricks stuff, but he has some of that John Lester swagger. And it is, it's just, if the potential is there for him to be such a great player for this Cubs team. And I'll give a shout out to my brother. I was telling you about this yesterday. The way that he looks right now and the way Cubs fans are hyping him up, like, he should probably be, just based on the stuff alone, he should probably be the Cubs opening day starter next year. I, it's, you can't even, just watch the tape. You watch, watch three pitches, and you'll just be blown away with the stuff that Lesneski has. It was always meant to be that he was going to be in this open, in this rotation opening day, and it is such a boost of morale to see that he's actually in there. Absolutely. And we're going to talk some about the Cubs, sure. But since this is our first episode, or I should say last episode before the season starts, I think we want to take it a little bit baseball wide. I'll give a fair I'll give a fair shout out here. Apologies for our morning voices. We normally record at nighttime. So we just woke up. I called Ben and say, let's record. I woke him up accidentally. So that was that was this morning for us. But this we're coming at you Sunday morning. So as of Sunday morning before the season starting, here are our baseball predictions for this season we spent a couple minutes before we started recording discussing what we want to talk about but we haven't really told each other our picks ben so i say we take it division by division yeah oh yeah for sure and where you want to start al or nl i say we do al since we're al yeah Yeah, we'll do al first um so you want to do the east first yeah let's do it let's do it all right so let's let's do it how um i we get we'll go from the bottom to the top and you can mm-hmm. give you can give your pick and then I can give mine, but I'll go first right now. Okay. Um AL East, the fifth spot, I'm going Boston. Yep. They, uh, you got them too. All right. Yep. So we could kind of chime in on this one. Yep. They are abysmal. Hein Bloon is probably running in the running for worst general manager ever. I mean, losing Mookie Betts, losing JD Martinez, losing Ben Intendi. Uh, I'm missing a big one. <laughs> I don't no, know. You're- but you got it all there, basically. But yeah, he got he got the Devers extension done. Congratulations. Besides that, he made a couple of former Dodger signings with Turner and Jansen, who are, you know, probably over 
past past their prime at this point. It's just a it's just a bad team, a horrible pitching staff. I mean, Corey Kluber is their opening day starter to put in perspective. Which Corey Kluber yeah, which has not good. definitely had he's definitely bounced back from his Texas Ranger days, but it's it's not a good team. It's very similar to the Cubs last year. Like this is a this is a franchise that should be good, that has been good in recent years, has just kind of like lost its identity for a year. Um the Yoshida signing should make things interesting. Oh, it's kind of yes, like their yes, yes, yes. kind of like their Seiya. Um, but more than anything, I think, yeah, this is a this is a fifth spot team. Um and it's mostly because the rest of that division is decently solid. And I'll move on to my fourth spot if you're fine with it. I said, I said Baltimore. I, I mean, they had a pretty solid end of the year last year. Adley Rushman is in the running to have a, a award-type year. But again, with the rest of the competition there, even with the Red Sox kind of out of the running, I, I don't see Baltimore getting getting much higher. Yeah, Baltimore definitely was a lot better than people expected last year. You know, Rutschman is a great player and Henderson's going to be up this year. So, you know, you got a possible rookie of the year candidate right there. Um, And they've got good pieces around the place, but it's really, really disappointing. And I can only imagine what it's like for a Baltimore Orioles fan. I know that the prospects are coming up, but it's got to be really disappointing to finish at 500 last season and your front office just do nothing about it. And I think they're honestly like, even though they're in the fourth spot yet again, I think they're going to regress this year more than improve. Yeah. Well, and the funniest part about Baltimore last year was that they were sellers and then they still tried to compete. Like they had this whole like major league thing going on where they traded Trey Mancini to the Astros. And then all of a sudden they were playing great baseball and made things kind of fun towards down the stretch. So yeah, I, I think, you know, there's magic in the fall. When the, when the seasons change and you get into the last month or two of the season, that, that's what we saw last year. But spread out over 162 games, Baltimore's no better than any of those other three teams in the in the or sorry AL East. And they've got a lot. Like the, even though this year might not be their year, they have so much to look forward to. They have yeah. the best catcher in baseball yeah. probably after this season. Took them a bit for for him to get upstairs, but they but now that they have him, he's he's going nowhere. Yeah. Should we move on to number three? You go yeah. yours next. At number three, I don't know if we are staying the same here. This is where it could get a little interesting. I have Tampa Bay Rays. I have the Tampa Bay As Rays. As do I. Okay, perfect. This whole podcast is just going to be us realizing that we have the same baseball mind. Right? Um, <laughs> Tampa, every single year, they make me think they're not that good. But sure enough, every single year, they're they're good. They're, they're freaking good. Um, Now, this year... Yeah. Well, once we get into the playoff thing, I we'll see where I have them. But you know, just they're like the same team they've been the last five years. They they trade guys, they somehow replace them. You know, they got McClanahan in the rotation, a Rosarena and Franco to round out that lineup. They're they're just a solid team, and I don't think it gets any better than that. And they know how to win. And if they end up winning a hundred and four games this year, I'm not surprised. If they win 80 games this year, I'm also not surprised. Here is my thing. And you know, I have, I have that raise had it where like every day I like, I'm okay with the raise. I would call myself like a decent fan for my AL team or whatever. They have been fun in years past, but I'm going to bunch the race together with the blue Jays who I have second because you, it's not like the Rays are going to regress this year. It's just that with Boston out of the picture for the first time in 10 years, you kind of have to see the Blue Jays and Rays, one of them is going to have to step into that second spot and pretty much an automatic wild card spot. And 
that's the Blue Jays to me. I think the Blue Jays are the ones that take advantage of that. They seem like they're the ones that are still truly trying to compete. Not that the Rays aren't, but let's get it not get it twisted. The Rays just don't have the money the Blue Jays do. Yeah, and you you bring up money. I was just about to say the Blue Jays had an awesome, awesome offseason. Uh, they brought in Varsho from the Diamondbacks, who is just the one of the greatest, one of the best utility players in the league right now. He could play catcher, outfield, wherever you need him. They brought in Chris Bassett, who had a really good year with the Mets a year ago. Um, they brought in Kiermaier for some uh, nice outfield flexibility. So they had a and really... an extra an extra ribbing towards the Rays too. Exactly, bringing Kiermaier, yeah, a really nice off season. And last year, I was so so high on the Blue Jays, and they were really really disappointing. And I think you just look at that lineup and you realize, yeah, these guys they, these guys can mash the ball, and they're probably going to be good for the next ten years as long as Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette are on that team. The Blue Jays are always like the Chargers of the MLB. They come into the season and everyone expects them to be, you know, look at this roster, you know, look at this team. How can they not win the division? And then they find their Chiefs or their, you know, like their team that is just going to always be better than them, that they have to play multiple times a year. And that's, you want to say it? We obviously that's have the same topic. Number, yeah. yeah, the Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah, the New York Yankees. All rise. They. I mean, is there ever been a year in 10 years or so where you've been more confident that the Yankees just like have this division? I I don't think so for me. Yeah, I think this is the year. They just even though they are they they are currently injured pretty badly, so they can definitely get healthy, but you know what? There's so many teams that are injured at the beginning of the season and yeah. they just have a late turnaround. Uh one of the best pitching rotations in the league when healthy. They got Rodon to round that thing out. And if if that team we we say it about the Cubs all the time, you know, Wesneski has to be on the opening day roster. You better have the the Yankees better have like Volpe and those prospects up on the opening day roster if they truly want to contend this year because you cannot yeah. keep putting Isaiah Kiner Falefa out there at shortstop <laughs> every day. I mean, he's awful. He's gonna have a spot in Monument Park. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you're you're totally right. The Yankees, as I said, it's not even that I'm so confident in them. It's just that for years, it seems like, I mean, you're being more analytical. You're Billy Bean in it with the names, but I'm just thinking about for years, you see the only team that's really found a way to best the Yankees when it comes to, you know, late season, early playoffs is Boston. Yeah. I still think New York is going to find a way to be better than both Toronto and Tampa. And I, I hundred percent agree with you. And I, I think probably by multiple games as well. I don't think this thing yeah. will come down to the wire. And we nope. I we didn't even bring up Aaron Judge. Like Yeah, no. And the craziest thing is he's not gonna have the season he did a year ago. Mm-mm. But New he's contract, still gonna no be urgency. he's still gonna be good. He's he's still gonna be good for them. AL Central. Oh yeah. I'm gonna start with the bottom of my AL Central, and I think this is one of the ones you and I talked about. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Detroit yeah. is abysmal. Yep. Moving on. Yeah, Kansas, I think that's it. That's all. Kansas City Royals, which you said earlier, has some random potential, but I still put them in that four spot. But yeah, it, there's a, there is a there is a divide. You see the Tigers at the bottom of the cliff, and then there's the rest of the AL Central, which could get fun. I I love the Royals. I think that they're going to be so good in a couple years. They have they just have these hitters that are just just awesome. They have um. Melendez, the catcher who put, had a really good World Baseball Classic with um, 
the Dominican Republic. Bobby Witt, obviously. Uh, Vinny Pes. How do how do you pronounce his last name? Vinny Pasquanto, the first baseman. He played for Italy. Uh, he's a stud. And then they have Nick Prado coming up too. They do not have the pitching, but they have some nice nice prospects on the way. Are they in a another Baltimore type situation? I would say it's more like another team coming up, which is Arizona, where because. For Baltimore, the prospects have kind of already arrived, and these guys are kind of just like they're if they mature nicely, like you're talking like maybe sneaky. Like I'm not, I, I, I don't think the Royals have a, a chance at the wild card game because they just don't have the pitching to do it. But next year, we and there's be so ma- many other we we just got done saying how pretty much every team aside from the Red Sox in the AL East could be a wild card team too. So right, there's not enough room. Exactly, but they they have the building blocks for next year where you can be like, okay, this team could be, this team could be nasty next year. Moving on to, I, this might be our first divide. I don't know. I said Minnesota in the three spot. I have Minnesota in the three spot too. We're eight for eight. We didn't plan this. I have Minnesota in that three spot, but it's going to be down to the edge. I think with the white Sox. I just kind of like last year, those top three teams in the central are going to have, just a battle that goes to the last week, I think. But I would say Minnesota. And I think at, we, we're talking about the AL Central. I think the AL Central is going to have a much better year than they did a year ago mm-hmm. as a whole. And Minnesota got some, you know, they have some nice, uh, they brought back Correa, uh, brought over Joey Gallo. Um, there's someone else I'm missing. Brought in Pablo Lopez for that starting rotation. So they're better than they were a year ago. And I think I think the entire division will be better than a year ago, Let, which will keep that number one team on their heels. Let's stop on Correa for a second, because we haven't talked about him on the pod, because we've been Cubs-focused and stuff like that. That's so interesting, that whole thing where, you know, yeah, they brought him back, but that, like, what, his, like, third or fourth choice? Yeah, you had multi- for what? You had multiple teams. Yeah, you had multiple teams who signed him a, a decade-long deal, who saw something with his foot and his physical and said, yeah, no, this is too scary. We don't want a decade. So what did he end up signing with Minnesota? It was It was a good bit shorter. I think it's like eight years and then he's got an opt out after year two. So we're not yeah. going to have, we're not going to have this Korea fiasco next year. Thank God, because it yeah. was hor. It's been bad two years in a row. It's been the most annoying story in major league baseball, especially because yep. we're Cubs fans and we were the ones that were getting dragged yeah. along for majority of it. Um, But yeah. James- and he was, he was playing, he was flirting. He, yeah. Just the weirdest story. He was it, flirting with the possibility of playing for the Cubs too. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Correa. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah was and he was awful. and he was retweeting that. Yeah, he was retweeting that all over, and it was yeah, that whole thing was weird. All right, moving on to the next part in the AL Central. You go first. Yeah, I think the White Sox are going to have a nice bounce back season this year. Yep. Um. You know, a lot of their guys look really good in the World Baseball Classic, which I know some people say it's not competitive baseball, whatever you want. As long as you get those guys out there and they look healthy, Robert, Mancada, Jimenez, I mean, those three guys right there, if they're healthy, we can be talking 90 to 100 wins because that's all the White Sox need. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pedro. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Pedro Grifal is going to. Be a, be a nice spark for this team, I think. I think he's the type of manager 
that will probably be what the White Sox need. Mm-hmm. A good bit younger, probably more focused on the fundamentals and everything TLR wasn't. I think exactly. that I think this is going to be a, a good shock away for them. Their biggest thing is like it's been for three years. If they let Eloy play the outfield, because then they'll <laughs> they'll make the playoffs. Because if they don't, because if they DH him, and even broader than that, if they don't let their main players fall into these situations where they're going to get injured game in and game out, they could be anywhere from 70 where they were last year to 100. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, the sample size, the sample size is 21, 2021 when they were one of the best teams in the AL, and then 2022 when they caved in on themselves and barely were able to even compete in that division. You can find a mix between the two of them on the better side. Yeah, you put it you put it best there. The floor is very mid and annoyingly mid and the ceiling is best team in major league baseball possibly. It's yeah. there. They have the potential for that. They have the rotation, they have the bullpen, they have the uh the lineup to do so. They just got to stay healthy and just play smart baseball. That's the thing. That pitching staff is so good. Like I hate to say it. I mean, this is a Cubs podcast, but we are here sitting here saying it like the White Sox pitching deserves at least something better than what they have. A chance to win more than two playoff games in three years, despite, you know, probably a I think I Googled it one time. It's like a upwards of six winning percentage in, in the last two years. So Yeah. The, no, yeah. Cease Lynn. Giolito's gonna buy I think Giolito's gonna bounce back this year and Kopech, they're all they're all dirty. They, they got a good rotation over there. Michael Kopech. One of the rarest times I've ever sat and watched the Sox game when the Cubs were playing because I wanted to see Kopech's first start and turn it off about an inning later and uh, watch the Cubs. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. We obviously have the same top team there. Um, a former foe of the Chicago Cubs with a name change, the Cleveland Guardians, who got sued by a roller hockey team last year, but are apparently keeping that name. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it was um, a roller hockey team that hasn't played any games since, like I want to say, like 2017, 16 or 17 tried to just get a bag by suing the uh, formerly known as the Indians when they tried to change to the Guardians because they just saw it as a chance. But then they went to court and the Guardians lawyers were like, this is just you guys trying to, you know, milk us for all we have. You haven't played a game since 17. Like, you have no right to this name. And the judge agreed. So they're <laughs> they're all fine. But And they would have they would have been able to keep it either way. They just didn't have to give a check to this defunct roller hockey team. That's hilarious. It's but, a great um, story. Yeah, Guardians. I they got better. They brought in Bell. And that's really all they need. They they got one of the nastiest pitching rotations in the league. One of the best one twos you can ask for with um Bieber and McKenzie. J Ram is consistently the best player in baseball across like the past five years, if we're talking consistency alone. You know, they and then Jimenez had a nice season. That outfield can play great defense. Oscar Gonzalez is a a guy that you look at. You know, you you remember him, the guy with the SpongeBob SquarePants walk-up song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he's due for a huge breakout this year. And it's Tito's teams, man. They just they know how to play together. They play as a good group. They could play good defense and good baseball. Jose Ramirez, I know you talked, uh, we talked earlier, Ben, that we both have a fantasy draft tonight. I don't know. Do you know where you're picking in yours yet? I have no idea yet. I'm the commission of mine, so I um, rigged it. No, I'm kidding. I randomized it, but it was, no, I have I have sixth of 16, the snake. So I was looking kind of like how that shakes. 
and just by offense, I think I think J Ram was like was like seventh. But assuming Shohei gets picked because he's technically listed as a pitcher, that'll yeah. line me up to that'll line me up to get uh, Ramirez. Actually, I think was fifth then. So I was thinking about that this morning. Actually, I was like, damn, Jose Ramirez just again this year, somebody who is going to be just a, a walking, talking bat. If you want consistency, it's J Ram. He's yeah. one of my favorite players to watch in the league. And watching those Guardians wild card games last year, like him hitting the home runs and everyone yelling Jose, it was it was so cool to watch. Seriously. All right. So that's our 10 for 10 so far through two divisions. And we'll round out the American League with the bottom of the AL West, the team that plays in a football stadium. I already called Ben Billy Bean one time this pod, but we will discuss his Oakland A's if we even have anything to say. No. Oakland A's are last. All right, I, I got the Angels fourth. What about you? Wait, 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 wait. One more thing about the A's. I, I was, for anyone that, me and Mikey were in the sports office the other day, and I told him, because we were prepping for this episode, and I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I was going through all the division, uh, all the teams, and I realized I forgot a team, and I just looked at the ALS, and I was like, oh, yeah, the Athletics. Yeah, the A's, yep. They're just Mine- there. Mine is always the Mariners. I did it today. Like I always like when I list all teams out for some reason, my my thirtieth is always. I'm like, who did I forget? Seattle. But you know, we'll get to them later. But I had I had the Angels in my fourth spot. As do I. Ben, this is not good. This is not good audio. We need I to know. have some kind of disagreement. This is bad. This is bad. 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 You can you can no. take it away with the Angels if you want to. I mean, you said it before we started recording. There's no reason why they should be the fourth team. But do we think? Things are going to be any better in a contract year for Shohei? No, he's going to be great, and they're going to be terrible, and he'll be gone by July or August. It's a, it literally is. No, they're. I feel so bad for two great guys and two of the best players of all time, and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. But I don't know how much of that like thirteen-year contract he's on. Do you think Mike Trout will even play out before he's gone, or do you think or... he'll? Ever, no, not cut. But do you think he'll ever try and bully his way out, or no? I think he still has a lot of faith in the organization. He's there through 2031. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I it, it's probably going to be like a pool situation. They'll probably let him get let him loose at some point to go do his thing somewhere else and yeah. It'd be a thing out of respect. Yeah. But I th- I think he's there for the long run unlike his teammate. Yeah. Who is ever ever more inching towards a, a St. Louis Cardinals signing which would kill me oh it won't happen they don't have you the don't money. think so they okay. they don't ha- they don't have the budget good for point. that good point all that and money's finally catching up to them they do have the budget for it but they're not willing to spend it they're, they're just a small market as any other team i'm sorry i had to take the, the two seconds to rip the cardinals no yeah they they are a small market team that ha- acts like they have a big market wallet um, oh 100 and that's and that's what's worked for them in recent years but my dad always says the cardinals are that team that can throw any number of nine bombs on the field and just within something in their training, they're always going to compete. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. We'll get to the NL central though. Eventually this is a Cubs podcast. We're getting too excited. All right. I had the Rangers in that third spot. As do I. And I, I'm actually very excited for the Rangers this year. Once we get to the playoffs and we take a look at the playoffs, I was very tempted to put them in that last spot but I ended up pulling out because I think they're still like a couple years away. And as the more prospects come up and I mean, 
we we you got to start with the Rangers and just talk about Jacob Degrom. Best. They'll win every fifth day. Yeah, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball, and and they got him. They got their guy. He was their guy. He was their guy that they circled down, and they wanted him, and and they got him. So, I, I'm ex- on. Yeah, I'm, you go, you go finish your floor. I'm first. excited for what they do this year, and Seager and Simeon. You know, it's it's a it's a solid fundamental baseball team. Now moving forward to the team I always forget for me. Yep, Seattle. that's that's where I'm sticking with too. Yeah, and you start with Julio, man. Yeah, J Rod. Not, not much more to say about Julio. He's one of my favorite players in the league, and he's going to have a huge season. I he is going to be so awesome, and he is going to keep him and the Mariners. I think are going to keep. Uh, the Astros keep checking their rear view mirror. Occasionally. I don't think one thing that'll, that'll maybe bring down the Mariners is they might not have nearly as good of pitching as, uh, as they probably want in this situation, but that's not to say it's bad. I would, I would literally just had to look it up because I was like, okay, that's not terrible rotation wise. They got Castillo and Gilbert and, um, who am I missing? They got Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. Yeah. Yeah. And another big uh, offseason trade that they made, which was just something we didn't talk about this when we went to the Blue Jays because they ended up replacing him. But Teoscar Hernander, Her- Teoscar Hernander, Teoscar Hernandez is a uh, Seattle Mariner this year. Yeah, but it's so. enough. It's enough for the Astros to check their rear view. But I don't think the defending World Series champs are going anywhere within that division. And I think that's perfect segue. The yep. Houston Astros are the best team in baseball. Yeah. And, and they if, have Jose Abreu. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think they got worse? No, they didn't. They probably got just – they got better. They got 100 more RBIs in their lineup this year. And they get them for a whole year. They only had Trey Mancini for the for the run last year. So they get a, a borderline Hall of Fame first baseman for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. you know, the Altuve thing is – it hurts a little bit, but – they're going to be fine. They've done this before. They lost Correa. They replaced them. They only got to replace Jose Altuve for eight weeks. And, I mean, Pena's, at the, Pena's almost at that J-Rod, Adley Rushman level where it's like sophomore year, now we go. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, and he got huge. He had he put on that Saya bulk. He yeah. is – he's a big guy now. I mean, you are you, everyone already saw what he did in the NLCS and World – or, excuse me, ALCS and World Series last year. Yeah. He, he can only get better from here. How do you get better from a from a first year like that with a championship? We'll have to see what happens out there in Houston as we round out the American League. So do you want us to give a rundown of our division winners and then do our three sure. wild cards? Sure. So that would make it so we all we agreed together that, that was that it would have been the Astros, Guardians, and Yankees. Uh yep. And that yep, Astros, Guardians, Yankees. Give me your three wild cards. I have Seattle, Toronto. And the White Sox. You, we gotta start being a little different here. We what can't keep. Heck, we can't. Man. We can't keep this up. I promise you guys, we did not talk about this before. <laughs> no, the show. we didn't. We barely did. We got on the Zoom a couple minutes before we started recording and mentioned what we want to talk about and privately kind of wrote down our picks. But yeah, I agree. There's a couple teams that could flirt with it: um, the Rangers, the Twins, maybe Tampa. But it's spread out where each division gets a wild card team, and uh, and yeah. That's that's kind of what I had to say about that too. Right on. 
National League? Oh, let's go. NL. Let's start. Let's do the same order we did before. So let's start out east. Is that fine? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> With the 2019 World Series champion, Washington Nationals. But in fifth place in the NL East this year. Yeah, they're 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 bad. Yeah. Honestly. I, there's not many names you, you can look in this roster and there's not many names you can recognize. Nope. And I don't think we need to spend any more time on them than we just did. Okay, but then it, yes, and it kind of gets to this thing though when I'm looking at it, it's kind of like what we were talking about the AL Central. Then all of a sudden the top four teams gets a little bit more interesting. And there's kind of like a border team, just like we talked about the Royals. I think the border team is Miami. Yeah, Miami could what they could be good. They could be good. It just stinks that they have to play the Mets, Phillies, and Braves as much as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. I mean, Sandy Alcantara, Cy Young, solid lineup. And they still got guys coming up. They could be good going forward, but you know what? They're they're not that bad right now. And I could see them winning 82 games if they really – if they end, end, end up do succeeding – but yeah. just in front of those three powerhouses, you can't really put put them ahead of anyone. Okay, moving on to the rest of that NL East. I this is maybe where we break it up a little bit. Maybe I don't know. That's what we, first. That's what we've thought. Yeah. No, you go first. I've been talking too much. I got to rest my vocal cords. I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to be alone in this. But hopefully, you're with me. I'm taking New York third. I'm now doing we, it. Now we differ. Okay, good. Finally, we had one kind of difference. Did you do Atlanta third? I did do Atlanta third. Yeah, okay. My Let me start with my thing with the Mets. The Mets and the Braves are going to compete again, but it'll be such a dumbed-down version of last year because both of them are regressing just a little tiny bit. But I'm going to take the Mets third because the Edwin Diaz thing really, really, really hurts. It's a fact. The Jacob deGrom thing also hurts. Justin Verlander helps. That's for sure. You're kind of replacing him in, in one quick way, but I am just high on the Braves, and that's kind of why. I think the Mets are going to be a really solid team. They, there could be two wildcard teams from that division, but I'm just high on the Braves, and I, I'll segue that into you telling me why you're low on them. I do the same dance with the Braves every year. I, I know they're going to be good. I know they're probably going to win this division, but I'm going, I'm going to bet my bucks on the two teams that we're willing to put in billion or excuse me millions of dollars into their franchise the Mets or excuse me the Braves made a really nice trade with Sean Murphy but besides that everything else kind of just regressed a little bit and they you know they still got that same lineup they still got Olsen Riley Acuna and now you add Sean Murphy to it and it it looks it looks pretty good it look it's one of the best teams on baseball still on paper but I am going to bet my team that won the world's yeah you go I'm I'm as I said earlier, I'm gonna bet my bucks on the team that was willing to put their bucks on the table. The team that won the World Series in Atlanta is amazing. But I mean, looking at this roster, it's so different and it's uh, it's as good in its own way. I mean, Matt Olson has replaced Freddie Freeman. Acuna wasn't playing when they won the World Series. Y- yes, there's no Dansby Swanson anymore, but that pitching staff is still pretty solid. I think the Braves could win this division, although I have them in second. Is that where you put them to or put them in third? I have them in third. Okay, so that means we have the same top. I didn't even when I was just giving my whole spiel. I didn't even, I didn't even think about Dansby Swanson. He's not there either. Yeah, and he's out of he's out our team. Who is their shortstop this year? I couldn't tell you. I 
they might be calling up a kid. I'm gonna have to look into that, but I'm looking it up right now. It's not Orla- Orlando Arcia. That's their shortstop. Apparently. Brewers legend Orlando Arcia. <laughs> yeah, supposedly. That's the right. uh, and then Albie's obviously at second still, so um they're they're kicking themselves with the shift rules, that's for sure. For Moving sure. on to the Philadelphia Phillies. Who so you ha- you have the Phillies in second. No, I have the Phillies in first. Oh, okay. Well, let's just give let's just talk about each team and then we'll give our our three. Okay, that's fine. So we so go, go on to the Phillies with, now. Yeah, go. You yeah. could go ahead. You have them in first. I'm just all shaken up because we were we, we were so close to being perfect and then we had that little split up there. But we'll have to move on from it, Ben. We'll have to see. But anyway, the Phillies going into this year, I said last year when I would I usually just kind of talk about it with my friends ahead of the season, not on a podcast like this before this year, but I usually will just kind of give my champs. And I said the Phillies, and everyone was laughing at me, and they didn't end up winning that division, but they won the National League. So that's at least something that can give some kind of credit where credit is due. No, they, pro- they, they proved one thing last year, in my mind. Yes, we knew from day one last year that their hitting is one of the best in the NL. But they proved throughout the playoffs that they have the pitching to keep moving forward, too. And I think they're going nowhere because they signed Captain America. And just yet again, another huge bat for this lineup. They're going to score a thousand runs on their way through the NL playoffs again. I don't know if they'll go all the way. We'll talk about that. But yeah, Philly's on top. I think it's tough. Losing Reese Hoskins is tough. That's one of their heart and soul guys, that team. But I don't think I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Based on that, a lot of a lot of teams when a when an injury like that happens, usually it's the teams that struggle that have a guy that's like in and out of the lineup dealing with injuries. But when you lose a guy that's like your your vocal leader, that tends to have like a huge impact on the clubhouse. I'm just thinking of the Braves with Acuna. Like yeah. as soon as he went down, they were like the manage management realized, all right, we got to get outfielders. And then you know you had Freddie and Dansby and all them. They were like, all right, let's let's win this whole thing. Yeah. And I don't think the Phillies are going to miss a beat based on that Reese injury. I don't know who is their first baseman now, but. No idea. Maybe maybe they have old Nick, old Nick Castellanos back at first. Maybe Ooh, they could try that first. out. Ooh, they used cool. to play some first could, with the Tigers. What if they what if they tried at Schwarbs at first for a game or two? You could you could you could see it. For, is it. Boston did that. Yeah, they did. That's I remember it because I remember seeing all the memes about it. Yeah, he could do it. He literally he was a he was a catcher by nature. I mean he's he's our left fielder forever, but he could be a first baseman. I don't know. We'll see. I I love the Phillies just as as much as I love the Mets. So I do yeah. not agree with your number one pick, or I do not disagree with your number one pick. Okay, I was like, wow, you have the Mets. Okay, I thought maybe you meant you had the Mets on top. So let's just clarify this. So for this division, because we're not together, I said Phillies, Braves, Mets, Marlins, Nationals. And I have Mets, Phillies, Braves, Marlins, Nationals. Oh, so you are saying the Mets. Win I am game. saying the Mets are at the okay. top. Okay. And All right. So we have, we have, we have a nice change there. I, I think the reason why is the DS thing hurts, but all off season, I have just been bought in on this Mets team and we'll get into it when I get into some of the award contender picks later. But they just got dudes in this lineup that just know how to hit. And I think they're just going to get better. You have possibly two of the three greatest pitchers of our generation in that starting rotation. That's all you need. You're going to win every 
fifth day and then another fifth day. It's just that they are such a good team. And the Diaz thing is going to hurt. But you know who moves into that closer role while they maybe wait for Diaz, maybe don't wait for Diaz. You know who you know who moves into the closer role? Tell me, Ben. A guy that the Cubs won had saved a lot of games for the Cubs last year, David Robertson. Yep. And it's not going to be as electric as the trumpets, but I still think they're going to be a damn good baseball team. Yeah, absolutely. My my one thing is that they had that pitching last year too. If you just replaced Degrom and Verlander, and and it still somehow didn't shake out. So uh, I wanted to stay high on the Braves, but I completely agree with everything you're saying about the Mets too. We will move on now to the. I don't want to do the central yet. That's it's a Cubs podcast. Let's yeah. go to the let's go to the, the West. We'll do that order. So um, you talked about earlier, Ben. Arizona has a bright future, but it's not 2023. You have, oh, you're giving, you're giving me a look. You have the Diamondbacks in last. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, the Rockies will be close, but yeah, I I mean, you could give your Diamondbacks spiel if you want. I got I really, I really just don't. I mean, you give me your Diamondbacks. I really don't have one. Oh man, I just have no faith in the Diamondbacks. I love this team. I think that they could be a sneaky, sneaky wild card team. That that outfield that they have out there right now with Carroll and Alec Thomas, Mount Carmel alumni. Um, <laughs> I got. I had to put the little Southside bit in there. Um, and now Lourdes Gurriel over there. They got. A catcher from the Blue Jays, Gabriel Moreno, who has one of the highest ceilings for a catcher out of any prospect in the league. They've got all of this is true. They've got Walker, and then they have a guy that could literally be that could win the Cy Young, Zach Gallen. I think we we talked about these teams that are right on the edge, like Miami and the Royals and the Orioles, and I think the Diamondbacks are that team on the edge. But I think they're just a little bit better, and they were good last year too. They 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 weren't good last year, but they were sneaky. I just don't, and I like how hype you are on them because that'd be really cool to see them do well. But I just don't know how. Yes, but how much of that helps a seventy four win team get to that level where they're competing with the Dodgers or Padres? Oh, I don't think they're going to compete with either of those teams. But I think that they could snag a couple wins away from them and be a little sneaky. And they brought in some veterans too. They brought in Longoria to a uh, man, the hot corner who Longoria really, even though we don't talk about him anymore, he had a pretty nice tenure across the board with the giants. So you bring in some veteran leadership to help out that team with a bunch of young guys. And I don't know. I think we're talking, I could see them maybe winning a little over 82 games. My next team I had was Colorado. And this is literally only because they're what are the, what was the famous quote from their owner? I think we could play 500 ball or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to take his word for it that they'll be above 500 or right at it this year even though they only had 68 wins last year. You hope to get more games out of Chris Bryant. You hope Connor Joe keeps progressing. They signed Mike Mustakis. Um and yeah, that's good enough for for 500 ball. I I think it's I think it's they're bad. I think they're a bad bad team. And you know what? Their their owner could say all they want, all he wants. He freaking traded Nolan Arnato for a penny. Get get that guy out of here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I like this team in any way. That's for sure. 
I like Brendan Rodgers, but he's hurt. So, and obviously, I love Chris Bryant. I mean, yeah, we we all we'll always love Chris, but that team yeah, stinks. He, I, he, Chris Bryant's wasting his time there. He is, and he well, it's it's also kind of like maybe they're wasting their time giving him such a long deal at this point. I hate to say it, but like if he doesn't, if he's the same again this year, where how many games did he play last year? Like. I, I want to say, yeah, I was going to say, I want to say it was under 75. Like, I'm going to look it up right now. I think it was like 60. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think I have a personal vendetta against the Rockies because of what happened with Nolan Arenado. And then two off seasons later, they're like, hey, let's sign a player that's basically uh, yeah, that's, right there with him. I would say worse than yeah. Arenado. Let's sign oh, well, that. Yeah, but I'm saying like similar enough. Yeah. And let's try sign to compete. Him. Let's sign him to a similar contract, and you just knew that none of it was going to work out in the long term. Chris Bryant, 42 games last year for the Colorado 42. Rockies. 42? I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. Please. Meanwhile, he played his first three years with the Cubs, he played over 150 every single year. And then in, in 2019, played 147. So, I mean, 18 102, that's where he starts to you know get injured a lot, but... He is a player that can play pretty much every day. He just really needs to sort it back out. And he's had a nice spring. Yeah. So maybe that um, is a sign of things to come. So, okay, I'm going to take San Francisco now. And I really don't have much to tell you why. It's just they're kind of like that Cardinals thing I was talking about where, like, they have a program where they're they're going to put a team on the field that could be decent enough given any chance, but they're not going to be even close to San Diego and the Dodgers. I don't know. I don't have really much prep for the Giants except that I knew they'd be better than probably the Diamondbacks and definitely the Rockies. I'm pretty low on the, the Giants. I think that if they would have made that judge signing, even though they did sign Arson Judge, um, I think that uh, – I just I don't know. They're they're so old at this point. And then they tried to help that their cause by signing Conforto and Hanniger, who are two two really good baseball players. Obviously we haven't seen Conforto in a year, but we know what Mitch Hanniger can bring to the table. Um and yeah, just I mean they got some nice pieces, some nice young pieces with Logan Webb and um Camilo Duvall out of that bullpen, but I I just think that they're, they're going to keep progressing. They're that that one season they had where they won 108 games was the biggest fluke I've ever seen in my life. And yeah, yep. I don't know. You're right. The the age is definitely there. I think Brandon Crawford's definitely still a, a walking bat, even though he even though he's he's gonna, he's been showing his age. That's for sure. But I think they have what it takes to just like you said, Mitch Haniger signing helps. I think they could. Again, it's like the Rockies' expectation. They can play mid baseball. Oh yeah, hundred. That's what they. That's where they will sit around. And you know what? They might be a little better than that. They might finish a couple games over five hundred because, as you said, it they are like a fundamental base, fundamentally yeah. good baseball team that is just sometimes good for no reason. I just don't see it this year. I think, I think it's, I think you got to start to consider taking a year to retool everything, and then build it back up. See, that's just not like I agree, but that's just not how teams like that roll. They just, they just kind of float at the mid level until they are attractive enough to to be a, to be good for free agents and their own homegrowns. And it's like the Cardinals still being okay in like twenty eighteen and nineteen. Like, what was that about? I know. It's, it's just right. Like they don't rebuild. They just kind of coast until they're great again. 
Yeah, and it's weird because the Giants, I don't know if you like have ever like thought about this, but the past five to six years, we're always talking about how the Giants have all this payroll and they're ready to spend on the number one free agent, whether it was Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Shohei Otani when he was a free agent all those years ago. They have been in the conversation for all those guys and they have struck out on everyone. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. They, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, you would think it's an attractive spot for the free for those players. They you, it's a great stadium. They have that history in the last decade plus, and they're looking for a new identity. Maybe that's what players want. Maybe they want a team that's completely retooled in San Francisco, but they have the money to spend. Yeah, for sure. So I think we should um just give a rundown on because I, I'm assuming our one and two will be a little different, but let's just give a rundown back on our three, four, five, because we went a little yeah. off track there. So I said Giants, Rockies, D backs, three, four, five. And I have Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies, three, four, five. And then who did you say for your number two? This is so tough. No, man. don't don't say don't say it, San Diego. Or no, sorry, don't say LA. Don't say LA. You're talking for the two spot? Yeah, don't say LA for the two spot. Don't. I, I have San Diego at the two spot. Okay, good. Same. I we'll get into it, but San yeah. Diego is good. They're really great. They are awesome. And they can win a hundred games this year because that that this team can mash. They got Tatis and Tatis is back. And they brought back they brought Xander Bogarts, one of the most uh what am I even saying? Just he's just been one of the best hitters across the past five years, Xander Bogart says. I think what's gonna hold them back, and I think we could do a Dodgers Padres conversation here since we do both have the yeah. Dodgers at one. I think what's gonna hold them back is that pitching staff. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers pitching staff is a lot better than the Padres. And the Padres are they, you know, they have Snell and Darvish and Musgrove who are all really good players, but that four and five spot, I'm pretty sure it's just two random minor leaguers. Yeah. And that's not going to help when you, when you're lining yourself up to lose two days in a row, any given week, especially if you're playing the Dodgers and it's going to happen a lot. And the thing is you can never kind of like the Yankees. You can never count out the Dodgers. The, The pitching staff is still there. Like regardless of any losses they suffered in the offense, their pitching is still top of the NL level. And they're hitting, yeah. Okay, they lost. They lost a few. They lost Bellinger, obviously. Didn't they also lose Justin Turner? Yeah, Turner's gone. And then, uh, is there someone else we're missing? Was it uh, not Will Smith? Was it Muncie? No, Muncie's still there. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll probably figure it out. You'll figure it out. You'll you'll randomly blurt it out when when we're doing a different team. But yeah, the Dodgers. I mean, it's just. Just consistency at this point. I mean, it's it's the most expected 100-win baseball team of our yep. generation. How many division titles have they won in our it's lifetime alone? Pretty much every year. I think they've won 11 of the last 12. Yeah, pretty much every single year. And we're forgetting to talk about my, probably my favorite player in the league that's not a Cub for the last couple of years, Freddie Freeman. Oh, I mean, yeah. He... Beyond just baseball, seems like a great dude. I love that guy. But he, but um, I probably going to draft him tonight. I always draft him for baseball. But um, Freddie Freeman got some heat for for leaving the Braves right after a title and and going to L.A. He didn't go to L.A. to waste his time. He's the he's the first baseman of the future for this team, at least for the next 
I would say, eight to ten years. Potentially. And I think he will be there for the next eight to ten years. But, you know, I think that whole it when when the when the Atlanta thing happened last year, it was it it looked like he wanted to stay in Atlanta. But I think we've forgotten the we've gotten we've just stopped thinking about that at this point. Freddie Freeman is a Dodger and he is damn well one of the best hitters in baseball. Exactly. And he's an MVP in recent years and uh He's not slowing down anytime soon. He he got his ring in Atlanta. I never. I get that he he probably wanted to stay in Atlanta. He loved it there and all this stuff. But I I never blamed him for leaving to go to LA. He's from there. He his his family's happier there. They're a great team. Gets to play for Dave Roberts. And I see nothing. I see nothing wrong with his decision there. No, I don't. I don't see a problem with it either. It's tough because you want to see these players play their careers with certain teams. But I bet you Dodger fans are. I, I know Dodger fans are happy about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving on to finally now the NL Central. This is the one we've already had a pretty long episode, but we're going to talk a little about the NL Central now, too. I Let's would just say, keep it going. yeah, I'm going to go with. Mm, no, I'm going to I'm literally switch it up right now in my notebook. I just re, I just reconsidered. I'm going with Reds at the bottom. Yeah, me, too. They, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're yeah. like as bad as they've ever been. And in the past, we probably could have said, you know, they got a couple nice pieces. You know, Luis Castillo, they're all gone now. Yeah, no, they literally all left. It's literally just Joey and a bunch of AAA players. Yeah, and um, uh, India, too. India's yeah. a nice, oh, okay. India's they a still, nice they player. Do. Uh, they, still look, they still have Jonathan India, but he he wasn't nearly as good as he, he was, was in not as year, good, last year, no. But He's just one of those guys that you look at and it's like, oh, yeah, he's a baseball player. So I yeah. like Jonathan India, but I don't think we have to spend more time on the Reds. They are a bad, bad, bad team. And their flashy free agent move was Will Myers. So, yeah, we can move on. <laughs> Where are you on Pittsburgh? Um, I think they're not going to be good. No. But you're going to look at them at the end of the year and see some of the stat lines. And I think you're going to be like, okay. We got something to build on here. And obviously it starts with O'Neal Cruz. Um, just he's gonna be a game wrecker. He's scary. I also really want to see them pull up Henry Davis this year. I'm I'm from more familiar. You're more of a prospects guy than I am, but I'm familiar on some of these pirates guys because I was just there beacon. Yeah. Uh and Henry Davis, he matched one when I was there. He's a huge dude. He's think, a he's a catcher, but he's a huge dude. I think he'll be up this season at some point or another because yeah. who who are they starting behind the plate? Roberto Perez. Know. Exactly. They 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 tried to fill holes this offseason by signing like a bunch of older guys to bring back. Like they signed um They brought Kutch he, back. Kutch they brought McCutcheon, that's obviously the big one yeah. and the exciting one. And they also brought in like G Man Choi and stuff like that. So you know what? I you 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 look at the pirates and you appreciate them for trying to contend. They're at least trying to make an effort to contend, but you know it's just not going to work. Is bringing McCutcheon back also too like that effective to the team? Like it's not like it's fun for the fans. It it puts butts in seats, but it you're just it, trying to cash in on some end of career nostalgia. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's going to be cute. It'll be like Jake Arrieta with his last stint with the Cubs. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Brandon Saad with the Blackhawks. Like, well, even though he's actually like he kind of like had a dip again. Sorry to randomly talk about hockey, but he had a dip and now he's he's back to being okay. He, I think he won the cup with St. Louis. So, I think I think he was there too. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, McCutcheon's obviously a Pirates legend, and we've seen him for so many years with the Pirates. As I said, it'll be cute. There's yeah, much more. It'll not, be not much more than there. That's a good way to put it. The Pirates in 2023 and Andrew McCutcheon, they're cute, sitting cute in fourth yeah. place in the division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the biggest poverty org in uh, in the sport. No, not actually. But they the way they roasted Corbin Burns is is pretty sad. And I think, I mean, I didn't even say it, but I do you have the Brewers in the middle there too? Dude, I keep flipping. I can't, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I, I'm a Brewers hater. I, I rip on them so much. So I'm just going to do it. The Brewers in third. Yeah. 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 They this, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that. I mean, we'll get to it in a minute. I'm not going to be too much of a homer and put the Cubs on top, but we can't sit here weekly with a podcast called 120 and tell you with a straight face that the Brewers will be any better than the Chicago Cubs in 2023 because they have no reason to be. I could tell you the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be better than us yeah. in 2023. Well, yeah, but not the Brewers, I'm saying. But Milwaukee is just, oh, my God, they're so overrated. They piss me off so much. They, they're they not good. Like, no, when are we going to get good. over this? Their, their star player is literally gone next year because you guys are He's probably going to be gone at the trade deadline, knowing what they yeah. do, the way that they run operations over there. Yeah, you saw Josh Hader say goodbye half with you last year. And it it makes me so angry because they probably will sit around 500 all season and then maybe make a maybe fall fall free from the earth or make a nice little run out of nowhere because that's just the Brewers. But like Yelich stinks. Um, Seriously. And then I they're trying to fill these holes with just random guys. I I'm pretty sure they're like in a really weird situation where like they just cut Keston Hira and Tyler Naquin or something like that. Yeah. And Luke Voigt was there and they're he's not on the opening day roster. So who is on the opening day roster? I don't I don't know. Like here we go, here we go with my here I go again with my baseball reference. You, you guys know I always have it pulled up for, for some random stats. Christian Yelich, almost 300 RBIs from 2017 through 2019, like just under, about 280. And he has less than one, like 40 since 2020. Ridiculous. I mean, how do you have such a drop-off? The comparisons of him and Bellinger and the drop-off, it's just not even fair anymore. Cody is better than that. Like, Yelich has truly dropped off into some Joey Gallo level of being able to not swing a baseball bat. Yeah, it's bad. I mean... And I remember, like, we played them opening day, and everyone was hyping up Yelich. Like, I think he, I think he got a commercial spot. Like, he was like, "This is the bounce back" or something like that. And of course, he did, dude. And I liked Yelich a lot. Like, he was always one of those players where I was like, "Oh my god, this this guy is he's a pain in the ass to play." And now it's like, all right. You know what? He's just he's he's bad. He's not good. And the Brewers organization, I, I'll give I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Two of the best, or what, probably the best one two in baseball with Burns and Woodruff, and that's going to be where they win majority of their games. So long and, as they actually have those players, which they won't for long. Exactly, and we'll see how long it actually ends up taking. But as long as Burns and Woodruff are on that team, they're going to be right around five hundred. Moving on to, I guess that leaves us together on our second pick. Yeah, the Cubs. I the, mean, the Chicago Cubs. You know, we're just, we have high hopes, 
And you know what? We're probably going to look back at this and realize, God, we were so stupid or God, we are so stupid for not picking them to be number one. Yeah, honestly. Um, I mean, we talk about them every week, so I don't really know what there is more to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we've we've had a long episode today. We're going to we still have a, a good bit more to talk about. Uh, hopefully, maybe not too much more, but uh, we have talked about the Cubs every week. We'll talk about the Cubs every week for the whole season. And I think Ben put it the best. If you want to know why we think the Cubs are going to be good in 2023, you got three episodes to go listen to. Go ahead. Go watch them. Yeah, go listen. Uh, and moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, they're, they're number one. I mean, Goldie and Arenado, that's all that really needs to be said. And I, I have a lot of respect for those guys too. Yeah, those are just, those are two Cardinals that just like it's still weird to me because it really doesn't feel like they're Cardinals because it just came out of nowhere. And um yeah, it's just they're a good team. And this Jordan Walker thing is gonna be really good for them. Let me say one more thing about the Cardinals, and then I'll cue the I'll I have a segue into the wildcard picks because the Cardinals, here's my one hot take. The Cardinals pitching is about to take a step back, even though they already are kind of poor because they are, they'll probably still be good enough to win that division, but Yachty is not there any longer. And Wilson is a great hitter, but we know it more than anyone. Wilson is not the best option for a veteran pitcher. He's not, he just simply just doesn't have that those statistics to prove it. I mean, there was, there were most Cubs pitchers had better games last year with young Gomes than Wilson Contreras. I, and this is no knock on Wilson. I am so is how it is. Yeah, I'm so excited for Adam Wainwright to get pissed off at Wilson Contreras. Yeah, it's it's going to be so it's inevitable. funny. It's inevitable when you are the longest tenured pairing ever with Wainwright and Molina, and then you got to follow that up with Wilson Contreras, who is famously just not nearly as good at framing or just is not as good at communication with pitchers. It's crap's going to hit the fan. Yeah, but let's give them their roses. They'll probably finish this division by a couple games at yeah. number one. And it's just yeah. that that's just their cardinal way. And but if the Cardinals do end up falling apart at some point, the Cubs need to sneak in. They need to oh, find 100%. a way to win that division at only about 85 wins because they. I'll are you ready to segue into wildcard because I have a good one for this. OK, you could because go. Yeah, I am worried about the Cubs being a wildcard team because. OK, so we we kind of agreed that we have the Dodgers and Cardinals as the as the two division champs. And then you had the Mets and I had the Phillies, right? Yes. Okay, so that leaves but we both also acknowledge the awesomeness of both Atlanta and Philly. So that leaves the Padres who could win any other division probably nearing 100 games and then a huge battle out west or out east. So unless the Mets and Braves really beat each other up enough for the Cubs to sneak in, the Cubs are riding on either finding a way to pass the Cardinals or the Braves or Mets choking. Yeah, we could turn this in this is a perfect way to turn it into a Cubs talk. The Cubs really are going to need to win their division if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's I, looking at this whole spread. Like that's what got me to think about it. I'm like, we're not getting more get more wins than the Padres. We're not getting more wins than probably two of those NL East teams. So they got to find a way. They're not. They're not better than the Mets, Dodgers, Padres, Braves, or Phillies. Nope. They can maybe be better than the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe. Yep. And that's the best thing because you can then you can control your own destiny. If you're better than the Cardinals, you win your division. I mean, if the Cardinals were in a different division, it doesn't matter because there's always going to be San Diego who's going to win 100 games and still be a wildcard team. No, 100%. And I think do you want to give a give our rundown of our playoff spots and yeah. who we have where? 
So for yep. me, I have Mets, Dodgers, Cardinals, division winners, and then my three wild cards are Phillies, Padres, Braves. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Dodgers, Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, Cubs, Braves. But if they, yeah, if they I, now that's consistent with what I said for second in that division. But if the Mets, realistically, the Mets should be there too. I hope the reason why they're there is not because the Cubs are in it at all, but because the Cubs pass the Cardinals and the Cardinals are worse than the Mets. I sure do hope so. It would be, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just not going to expect it. No. And that might be a homer pick on our part. But and I, I, I've been saying this all off season and I know we're trying to get this thing over with quick, but um, I, I, if the Cubs are better than 73 games this year, by maybe so like if I, the expectation this year for me and it should always be make the playoffs but if we get 77 wins or above honestly I'm okay with that because I know yeah. we improved and I know that our t our our front office is willing to spend now and the prospects are on the way so now who do we think looking at this these divisions we've lined up we've talked all about it we were very similar at least in the AL the NL we had some disagreements but that makes for good TV uh what do you think about the World Series. It's tough because there's so many great teams this year. And do you want me to just give my pick right now? Give me the matchup. Okay. And the pick. I'm going to go Astros versus Mets in the World Series. You just and... keep making me feel bad for my Mets picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been riding high on the Mets for so long at this point yeah. that I just have to stick with them. You know, I get it. Especially for our boy Frank the Tank, um, hopefully he, he just doesn't have a heart attack by the end of this season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have the Astros over the Mets, though. I they we we talked about it earlier. They are just so good, and the cheating stuff is just it's in the past at this point. Yeah, because they've been able to bounce back so well from it. I want to do the matchup that I thought would happen last year about halfway through last season this is what i guessed i think it'll be a rematch of the 2017 world series okay with la and houston and houston also wins this one too i i, I almost, think that's that's what i'm thinking about i almost pulled the trigger on that one i i i we talked about earlier dodgers just they win astros they win i was really tempted to but i wanted to be a little different and I think the Astros Phillies was a lot of fun. It was a fun pick. And I think Astros Mets is, is a fun pick as well. I'm kind of over like, and I, it, I'm not knocking that they cheated. They did, but I'm kind of over the whole, like hating on the Astros thing. Like they won a legit championship. Like, you know, let them have their flowers at least for that. Um, and even then the Red Sox and probably the Yankees were doing the same thing they were too. So, it, you know, ultimately I'm kind of over it, but that having that matchup again, the Astros and the Dodgers would kind of make th that kind of fun again, because you could discuss, you know, this is, and I think we don't want people actually fighting in the stands and stuff like that, which is inevitable, but like, this is a rematch of the Dodgers fans for years have said, Oh, they cheated us out of a championship, blah, 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 blah. Great. Run it back six years later with essentially the same star players, you know, missing one or two. And see what happens when you get your legit shot. That would be awesome for baseball. Yeah, it, it really would. would. And I, I bet you the MLB really wants that too. So I don't know. We, I, I can only hope. I mean, obviously, I hope for the Cubs to be in the World Series every year, but that would be such a great matchup, and it would be Absolutely. so much fun. And on, as you said, 
I'm over the cheating thing too. And it would really be cool to see the Astros officially. I, I would say official if once they beat the Dodgers in the World Series with this same kind of core, that thing is officially buried. It's done. They are inevitably, I would say, the best team, one of the best teams of our last ten or, or five, ten years. Like, I mean, they have what is it? Every single year since seventeen, they've went to the ALCS, right? Yep. That's nuts. I mean, that can consi- that level of consistency, regardless of anything that would have went down in twenty seventeen, even just looking from eighteen on, that level of consistency in adversity after you know after nineteen, basically, because after nineteen they were. Um, they the whole cheating thing came out, blah, 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 blah. In that verse, you just still go back and go to the World Series twice since then, win once, go all three years, go to the ALCS. That's just impressive. No, 100%. And you, you, can't, you can't really even say more about it than what you just said. Nope. I think we are going to save our player prediction stuff for next episode we originally planned to keep it in this episode but i think we're gonna push that to next episode because we went a long time talking about our teams and that gives us something to talk about next week aside from uh the like what by then they'll be probably uh three and oh chicago cubs god you can only hope i cannot believe that we are actually in this position like yeah it's it's here it's we're here. By the time you're you're listening to this, I mean it could be the Thursday morning that of yeah. opening day or Monday morning, and we're three days away when this episode comes out. So, God, I I and we yeah go happy MLB the Show Day to anyone that didn't buy the hundred dollar edition and is waiting for it to come out at eleven o'clock tonight on Monday. To those who celebrate, congrats on MLB the Show Day. Um, but. I, we are journalism students, so I don't know if this is how it is at all colleges, but here at Illinois State, Tuesdays and Thursdays are your thick days for both of us, or I, for, at least for me. Are you the same way? Tuesdays and Thursdays are yeah. brutal. If I if I didn't have class like all day Thursday, I would be checking favorite seats and seat geek and stuff like that every day, just thinking about it. I know my dad's going with his friends, I, um, but I would love to go Thursday for opening day. I've never been to like opening opening day. I've been to like the series, but I've never been to like the day of. What about no, you? I went um last year. I went for the Sunday, yeah, of Brewers, uh, Cubs. So I've never gone to the actual opening day itself, but I've been to the series a couple of times now. But the Chicago Cubs enter the year. You have listened to our podcast hopefully a couple times now. We've pumped out four episodes now before the season starts. We've been high on the Cubs. We're going to keep recording every Sunday and have episodes for you Mondays at 120. Regardless of what happens, 100 wins or 50 wins, we will be there talking about it. We really hope it's more on the 100 side or somewhere in the middle. An 85-win division winner. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what we need. That would be so fun and so painful at the same time. It would be tough because, yeah, that's not like a 2016 type year where, like, you're winning every single game. That's, like, something you're biting your nails about until September. Oh, yeah. But we'll be here with you every single week until then, except for when, you know, random occasions like last week. But who knows? I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to get an episode out most weeks. It'll be easy. I mean, yeah. we'll just be exhausted from watching baseball all day. And <laughs> we'll just rage or get excited. And, you know, that's it's the great part of fandom. And yeah. I, I can't believe it's here. I can't believe I'm actually looking forward to a Cubs season this much because it's felt like forever since we've actually had expectations 
and I I couldn't be more excited. We started zero and zero today. Let's go one and zero on Thursday. One thing we've tossed around is maybe during big games or like right afterwards or big I don't know big moments we discussed maybe dropping like pods that are not released on Mondays. We also said maybe we do like Twitter spaces if we get enough of a follower on Twitter. That's kind of something that we'll have to wait and see because uh, we don't want to start a Twitter space and just have like us and like our girlfriends in there or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we could definitely, I like the idea of like emergency episodes out of nowhere. Yeah. If something yeah. big happens, an injury, fingers crossed, no injury, signing, trading, trade, uh, no hitter, walk off home run, 10 game win streak. I don't know. You, 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 you name it. Yeah. It will Zach, Zach McKinstry, Zach McKinstry, NL player of the month, uh, March, whatever happens, or April. I mean, whatever happens, happens. You know, we'll, we'll do emergency episodes as they happen. That's that's just one example. I just made something up. We can leave it at this, but um, <laughs> I I I think it's leaning towards Zach McKinstry not being a cub after. No, no, after. I I'm, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I'm going to be a Talkman hater and say Zach McKinstry is your best option to have as your utility man in a non-Say world. Although Say is progressing pretty well. Yeah, and we might um. What was he gonna say? Something about Zach or Mike Talkman or Saya or I just sold David out Bode completely. Or, I just sold out. I don't know. I don't know. I forgot. It's been Who a long knows? episode. It has been a long episode. We gave you our division. Oh, you know what? Mike Talkman went to Fremd in Palatine. Oh yeah, he knows. I have no uh, idea. My my grandpa knows knows really? Mike Talkman. It's like uh his brother is like family friends with Mike Talkman. Holy cow! He went to Bradley too. Yeah. No wonder I hate him over Zach McKinstry. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. You know, we had to mention him. Someday, Ben, we will live in a world where I won't have to mention walking hit Zach McKinstry in every episode. And that's when he's inevitably cut within the month. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of 120 for Benjamin Hootie. I'm Mikey Finale. Go Cubs.